You sit down, Sister Darling. Come get this microphone. Yeah, you need to be on the front pew anyway, but you ain't got your Bible. Ooh. Cut it off. <laughs> See that that proves what the old saying is: you always hear. Don't if you ever allow the old booger man to get in your car to ride. Sooner or later, he'll want to drive. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I am thankful the Lord uh, willing this coming Friday we'll be celebrating our 46th anniversary. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. about to wave everything today. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we are still in the, um, the book of James. Thankful for everybody that is here tonight, especially. Uh, it's good to see Sister Edna and Sister Wanda both here tonight. We want to praise God, both of them here. Amen, and uh, uh, thankful for those who uh, are watching by means of the internet tonight, and uh, so we're going to get right into uh, uh, into the Word as we're studying, uh, going through the book of James. We have titled this Principles of Practical Christianity, uh, Principles of Practical Christianity. James gets down to uh, where the rubber meets the road in his teaching and uh, in his writing. Um, and uh, as I told you back when we first uh, began, the book of James is actually the oldest book in the New Testament. It was written for any one of the four Gospels um, was written. And uh, it's got a lot of timeless truths in in there. Hopefully, we're going to finish chapter two tonight. Uh, that's what I'm going to aim to do anyway, by the grace of God. And um, I've entitled our lesson tonight, "The Life You Live Matters." Amen. The life you live matters. Um, there are so many people in this world, not only in the world, there are in the church today who seems to think that uh, uh, what you do and how you live don't matter as long as you got some faith, as long as you say you believe in the Lord, 
believe in the Bible that um, uh, that's all that matters. But there's going to be a lot of people uh, going to wake up and find the truth too late one day. God does care about how you live. He cares about how you conduct your daily life. And so we're going to get right in into this tonight. We're going to start reading verse 14. And uh, those of you who are watching at home can open up your Bible if you'd like to, to James uh, chapter 2. We're going to start at verse 14. And I'm going to go ahead and just read all the way down through verse 26 through the end of this. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Then he asks the question again, can faith save him? Can faith? Faith save him. Nothing he has nothing else but just faith. Let's continue to read. He gives an example. If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you know, uh, you have faith and I have works. You know, uh, you know they want to say, well, you know, works is okay with you, for you. Uh, 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 but it's not okay with me. I got faith. You have the works. And another way, another way of describing that today, a lot of people say, "Well, that's your conviction." I'm not convicted over this. So you might be convicted over. It. That's fine. It's fine for you to be convicted over that. But I'm not convicted over it. Well, I'm going to tell you tonight. And. Uh, the truth of the matter is, it don't matter if you convict it or not. If it's in the Word, you're going to be judged by it. Amen. I mean, that's, that's the plain truth of the matter. Do you believe that there is one God? You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Now, we're talking about you know, people says, well, you know, I got faith and I believe and as long as I believe, I'm all right. Well, James says uh, even the devil believes in one God and he trembles. But is the devil going to be saved? Because he believes. Let's go on. But do you want to know, old foolish man, look, he calls him a foolish man here, that faith without works is dead. It's no good. It's no good. Faith without works is dead. 
Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac, his son, on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. Um, I'm wanting to get into this, but I need to read it all first and we'll talk about it. And the scripture was fulfilled which says Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. He answers the question there. He answers the question. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Amen. The life you live matters. I'm going to go ahead and I'm ask, uh, uh, have Sister Darlene to read this again in the Amplified Version. Uh, and uh, for those of you who's watching, I have given her a microphone, Sister Shelley. <laughs> what is the benefit, my fellow believers, if someone claims to have faith but has no good works as evidence. Can that kind of faith save him? No, a mere claim of faith is not sufficient. Genuine faith produces good works. If a brother or sister is without adequate clothing and lacks enough food for each day, and one of you says to them, Go in peace with my blessing. Keep warm and feed yourselves. But he does not give them the necessities for the body. What good does that do? So too, faith, if it does not have works to back it up, is by itself dead and operative and ineffective. Keep reading. But someone may say, you claim to have faith and I have good works. Show me your alleged faith without the works, if you can. And I will show you my (coughs) faith by my works, that is by what I do. You believe that God is one, you do well to believe that. The demons also believe that and shudder and bristle in awe-filled terror, they have seen his wrath. But are you willing to recognize, you foolish, spiritually shallow person, that faith without good works is useless? Was our father Abraham not shown to be justified by works of obedience which expressed his faith when he offered Isaac, his son, on the altar as a sacrifice to God. You see that his faith was working together with his works, 
And as a result of the works, his faith was completed, reaching its maturity when he expressed his faith throughout um, through obedience. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and, and this faith was created to him by God as righteousness and as conformity to his will. And he was called the friend of God. You see that a man believer is justified by works and not by faith alone. That is, by acts of obedience, a born-again believer reveals his faith. In the same way, was Rahab the prostitute not justified by works too when she received the Hebrew spies as guests and protected them and sent them away to escape by a different route? For just as the human body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works of obedience is also dead. Now, I think King James makes it plain, but that really brings some stuff out. Amen. Uh, this is one of the most controversial subjects, I think, in the Bible. I think it's more controversial than water baptism. Uh, the uh, where or not, uh, if, if somebody can be saved by just saying, I've got faith, I believe. Uh, this easy believism is, is deceiving a lot of people. It's got a lot of people, these preachers and teachers teaching that stuff, it's got, they got, it's got a lot of people believing they're all right, and my Lord, on Judgment Day. But over the past few years, this thing has got worse. It's got worse. The way they used to teach it was bad enough. But let me tell you what I've read and what I've heard in the last one or two years. I have heard preachers get up and preach uh, by listening on the, on the radio or television or I've read some articles and stuff. Some of them are teaching now, Sister Edna, that you don't even have to repent. I mean, at least, you know, they used to say, well, you know, you, you, do, got, you, you do repent and believe, but that's it. But there's a lot of them now teaching that you don't even have to repent. All you got to do is say, I believe. And the amazing thing is, is the millions of people following that and believing that. It amazes, amazes me how, how that somebody can teach or preach just about anything and get about the biggest crowd that they want to get. And you got somebody trying to tell somebody the right way, trying to tell them the truth. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. Faith, we got to have faith. I'm not denying that. The Bible says without faith it's impossible 
to please God. So we all know faith is important. But what James says right here makes it clear that faith, if that's all you got, you ain't got enough to get the job done. Now, I can, I can pick up my phone uh, tomorrow and, and call, uh, um, I could, no I can't because I don't have the money to do it, but I could call Jasper Engine Transmission and order a, a big V8 engine, you and I'm going to put in my car. If you ever check, you see what I'm talking about, what them things cost now. I know Brother Paul, Paul has. I can, I can take that engine, set it down, put it in the car, crank it up, and try to start driving off. I don't care what I paid for that engine. If I didn't, if I didn't put oil in that engine... It's not going to take me too far, is it? It takes all for the engine to work. An engine without oil ain't going to happen. Hallelujah. Amen. Faith without works, it's not going to happen. You're not going to, it's just like. It's like buying a new engine and trying to go somewhere and put it in a vehicle and trying to go somewhere without putting oil in it. Hallelujah. I remember, I remember several years ago when I worked, I used to work as a, uh, a line technician for uh, the old Hanson Chrysler place there on Charlotte downtown. And um, uh, there was an empty bay beside, uh, beside me um, and it was uh, empty when uh, uh, I went to work there, and business was was pretty good. And they hired they hired another mechanic, and they uh, had him put his toolbox right there in that bay b- beside me. And he uh, uh, he had a car come in there, and he was. Uh, Having to do some work on it, and while uh, while he was working on, working on it, uh, they had him told him to go ahead and to change the oil. So he, you know, he he, he changed the oil and filter and all that stuff. And uh, I was standing over by a table talking to another mechanic. This was an older guy. He had uh, he had been he had been working there for many a year, and. Uh, uh, about that time we heard a noise and looked looked over there and uh, there there was a car up, up in the air <laughs> and uh, he had uh, uh, let her let her back down just a little ways and reached up in there and uh, started it and uh, when I heard this noise and I looked over there it was this big pool of black stuff underneath it. And um, he forgot to put the oil filter, a new oil filter on. He took the old one off. He forgot to put the new one on. <laughs> and that old older mechanic been there a while. Looked at me. Uh, so uh, he said, "That's not a good sign." <laughs> he, 
He said, that's not a good sign right there. Uh, an engine is not going to operate very long, just a, just a little bit, without oil in it. And I use that analogy for this, about faith and works. Amen. Uh, the question, so the question was asked, if someone says he has faith, but not, does not have any works. See, the works, and she read and used the word, the way you live for God verifies how genuine your faith is. Hallelujah. It will verify. Amen. It will, it will, it will prove. It's, it's a proof. Uh, James says, show me your faith. Without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. The way a person lives their life, amen, in the kingdom of God, amen, it demonstrates what kind of faith they have. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm sorry, you can tell it to uh, all, the, all the day long if you want to. Amen. How much you believe in God and how much you love God but if you ain't living a, a right kind of life, you ain't doing the right kind of things, you can tell it all you want to, but I don't have to believe you. Amen. Amen. Even the devils believe and tremble in one God. Just saying you believe in God does not cut the cake. Amen. The devil believes in one God. But he ain't going to be saved. Faith without works is dead. And he talks about Abraham. Do you see that faith was working together with his works? We're talking about Abraham here. And by his works, faith was made perfect. Now, they want to take a scripture... Uh, this scripture right here, James 2 and 23. And the scriptures was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Okay, they take that scripture, and they twist it. They say, well, the Bible says that all Abraham did was believe God and then God said, just that, that belief you had, I'm going to count that as righteous, whether or not you did righteous or not, before you have any works or not. Uh, that's the way I've had people try to, preachers try to explain it uh, to me. But here's the fact. The Bible says when God spoke to Abraham when he lived in Ur of the Chaldeans, told you to get up and get out of the country and away from your kinfolk and to the land that I will show you. And the Bible says he, he got out and he, he journeyed not knowing which way he went. I'm telling you, Brother Paul, if, if, uh, if Abraham hadn't left where he was at and obeyed God, he would have never been called a friend of God. God will eventually raise up somebody else. Hallelujah. I can stand, I can, I can 
right here, I could preach you sermons and give you scriptures till the sun come up to give you Bible example about what I'm saying. Uh, Noah. God spoke to Noah and said, look, it's going to rain. Well, you know, we know that the Bible lets us know that before that time it hadn't rained before. That the earth was still back in the early stages after being formed and it didn't rain. The Bible, Bible said there was a mist that came up from the earth. I think about that. I kind of think about that geyser, you know, the old faithful and stuff like that. I mean, that's how the earth was watered. It never rained before. Evidently. Look at somebody and say, evidently. Evidently, Noah, Noah believed what God said. And the reason why we, we, we understand he believed what God said, he got up off his duff and got busy. By the, by the fact that he spent a hundred over a hundred years building a ship, that was the evidence to everybody else that he, this man was believing God. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. And when you come into the, to the kingdom of God, and you say, I've been born again, but yet your lifestyle don't never change. You still look the same way. You still act the same way. You still talk the same way. Nobody can see no change in you. Who's going to believe it? You say, you've been born again. It, there's a change. I like this word alleged. In other words, prove it if you can. In uh, verse 18, but someone may say, you claim to have faith and I have good works. Show me your alleged faith without the works if you can. And I will show you my faith by my works. That is by what I do. You know, there's people, when they go to court and everything, they're, they're alleged that they perform this criminal act, but it's got to be proven. Right, so got to be if, if you can't prove something by the life you live, well, then it's a good chance that you ain't got it. Mm-hmm. I remember I've served on I've served on on a jury one time and um, uh, it um, uh, down in down in Ashton City the courthouse down there uh, well, it was a uh, it was a murder trial and um, so uh, the jurors we were sequestered we had guards uh, deputy sheriffs of Chief County guarding us and taking us out of the courthouse putting us in the motel room I mean. We, as at last, but uh, uh, the judge gave us instructions when the trial started, and um, um, he told he told us he said, "Now, what you are, what you are, are uh, needing to do is to listen to these testimonies from both sides, and you're looking for evidence from." from the defendant and from the prosecution. 
and you're going to have to weigh who's got the best evidence, the defendant or the prosecution. And that's the same way, and just like what Sister Darlene just read right there out of the Amplified Version of the Bible. Amen. How we live our life, the works that we do, amen, it's either evidence for or against. Um, what, what is that uh, saying? I'm fixing to wind her down to a close. We're getting to a close here. But I, I heard um, there was something uh, a good while ago. It, something like this. I may not have it all right or not, but the question was made, if you was, if you was arrested and taken to court and tried for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Think about that. If you was put on trial for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Hallelujah. I want to live my life the where people who see me don't see me but see Jesus. And I will conclude this tonight by saying this. Nothing that I have said tonight should make you think or believe that I have got up here and taught you that you are saved by your works. Nothing I said has anything to do with that. We're not saved by our works. I work because I am saved. I work because I'm born again. It makes me want to do something. Hallelujah. And if God changes your life, you're going to have something inside you that's going to make you want to live right, to do right. You're going to want to get active in the kingdom of God. When it's church time, you're going to want to be in church. It'll bother you if you can't be in church. And you will push yourself. Amen. Not because you're trying to be saved. I don't have no fear of hell, folks. I don't serve God because I fear hell. I serve God because I love him. I'm thankful because I, for what he's done in my life. It's a no-so salvation, the old saints used to say. And I like an old song they used to sing. I was there when it happened, so I guess I ought to know. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, let's demonstrate the faith we got in the Bible, the faith we got in God. Let's demonstrate that by our, our, our walk and our life, because the life we live does matter. It matters to God. Let's all stand.